Stand by. The vacuum tubes are warming up. This is a special live broadcast right here on Georgia Radio. We're talking to C.W. Smith today, who's a country singer out of Cartersville, Georgia. C.W., welcome to the show. Glad to have you here. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I wanted to get into your backstory because uh, we have got a good friend of the station who's also a firefighter uh, and a country singer by the name of Mark Ware. And I understand you yourself are a a firefighter during the day. Is that true? Yes. uh, I've gone over and switched to a part-time status, but uh, yes, I'm I'm still a firefighter. Uh, That's what I do when I'm not out playing music. I had a good friend of mine and uh, he said, you know, Matt, you, uh, you've got hobbies and my hobby is saving lives on the volunteer right. fire department. <laughs> we always left him out. We never let him live that down after he told us that when he was about 18 or 19. But it's you're a, a full-time it's a good guy. Way to make a living. It's a good way yeah. to make a living. And uh, it's a good way to volunteer. Nothing against old, my old buddy back home. But uh, let, let, me, let me dive into your music a little bit. How, how did you get into this? So I've been, I've been playing music since I was probably seven years old. And then uh, my parents had a karaoke bar when I was growing up, so we did a lot of karaoke and sang a lot. And um, I really started pursuing it in my teens, you know, ninth, tenth grade. Uh, started a few small bands, played in a gospel band, stuff like that. And then uh, uh, kind of got away from it to pursue other avenues in my twenties. And then towards the end of my twenties, I decided to pick it back up, and I've been hard after it for the last few years now. Well, of course, growing up in a karaoke bar, you learned how to read the crowd right away. I'm sure. Absolutely. Um, that's that's one of the things that I tell people all the time is that when I go out and I play solo shows, especially, I can I can kind of feed off the crowd and their reaction and know what to keep playing through my set list. What's been the biggest surprise that you've that you've run into getting getting into this and kind of crossing over uh, into this? I guess if you're doing firefighting part time, I guess, and you're doing your music, you know, part time. What what has been a surprise to you in this transition? Well, I've actually I've actually gotten more into the music full time. Um, I'm I've gotten to where I'm playing three and four shows a week most weeks, and um, really the surprise is just for me is how fast this has really grown. I mean, we went from uh, nearly no shows a year ago to where I've booked over a hundred this year. And it just, it's all happened so fast. I mean, I did play a lot of shows last year, but the first of last year, it was just, it was really slow, really quiet. And then the spring and summer picked up and I was just constantly on the go. That's great. I mean, that's what you want to hear, right? It's not not called show your friends. It's called show business. Exactly. You're in it to make money. Well, let's, let's get into this a little bit. Uh, Talk to me about, uh, about the stuff that you've got out right now, because if folks want to hear it, uh, we're going to be sure and share those links, uh, but uh, give us the backstory, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. So I wrote a song back in around 2016, 2017, and uh, a lot of people heard it, and we got it up on Facebook, and it did really well. And I really decided, okay, if people were you know attracted to this song this much, then maybe I can turn this into something, you know. So I sat down and I, I finished up some songs, and I wrote a I wrote an EP which I produced. Uh, I got produced here in Cartersville and we released it. And then like five days later, the whole country shut down with COVID. So uh, that kind of put my music career on the sidelines because everybody was shut down. And um, once everything kind of picked back up after COVID, I started going after it again, started working on a second album, which we just released the single off that one, the first single off of that one about two weeks ago, three weeks ago now. And give us the name of that one. That song is called Get Her Off of Mine. Um, I wrote that song about 10 years ago. 
Um, and it just, it's something that's always, I've always wanted to work a project around and, uh, we finally got it done this year. Yeah. Get her off my mind. I like that. Any, uh, any backstory on that you want to share? <laughs> or so prob- or probably that, not. <laughs> no, it's not, it's not so much that it's actually, it's actually more of a story than it is something that I necessarily went through. But to me, it was just, it just started out as a, as a guy who was sitting there with a bartender that he was comfortable with, you know, and it just, mm-hmm. And, and he's having this conversation because he's hurt and he's upset. And he's like, look, the you know, the hook for the song is, unless you can help me change her mind, just keep them coming until I get her off of mine. And and that, it, it just re- resonated so much with me as far as like country music and, and the storytelling and the history of country music. It just, it, it kind of really drove that point home for me. Where do you fall in, in you know, in which category? Are you traditional country? Or are you pop country? What, what do you think? What, what do you lean um, into? Very, very traditional. We're, um, you know, we're traveling around with a steel guitar player right now and, and we're really trying to bring out those classic sounds of country music. Um, when we're going out on the road and we're doing covers, we're playing a lot of 90s country, a lot of 80s country. And then we mix in a lot of the real classics, you know, Merle Haggard and oh, Waylon yeah. Jennings and, and Johnny Cash and stuff like that. So we don't, we do play some of the newer stuff um, as far as stuff that people are hearing on the radio, but not a lot of it. Most of our stuff is uh, traditional. And then the originals are, are written around classic country sounds, fiddle and, and steel guitar and piano and things like that. I get in trouble, you know, running Georgia radio because I grew up in Texas, cut my teeth in Texas honky tonks and country radio back there. And we have our own sound uh, mm-hmm. in Texas. We don't have our own sound in Georgia and we're trying to change that. We want to. We want to make sure that guys like yourself get heard, and uh, and develop a sound. And, you know, Nashville's so close. I mean, Cartersville. What are you? Five hours, maybe? Not uh, even. It's yeah. only only about three, three and a half hours, uh, really. On a bad day, you know, and the way you yeah. drive, like you said, three. The way I drive, five hours probably <laughs> yep. from Carrollton. But but the point is, there's so much talent here in Georgia, singer songwriter talent, not just folks that sing covers but singer-songwriter talent that uh, that just often kind of blends into the mix. What are you hearing out there? Anybody uh, anybody have you really excited right now that uh, that you sit down and listen to coming up? Yeah, yeah absolutely. There's a, there's a whole underground scene of country music and southern rock that is just blowing up all across the country. And there's guys that I've crossed paths with on the road or guys that I've met through uh, mutual contacts and things like that. But there's so many great bands that are not getting the airplay because people are under the impression that that kind of, uh, that that kind of music is, you know, in the past and it's not, it's coming back and it's popularity is growing. And we've got a Southern rock band around here that I've, I've gone and seen play a few times and talked to a few times called them dirty roses. They're great. And a lot of those guys are from this area uh, and from Alabama. But, you know, it's just, it's crazy to see a whole new generation of like traditional sounds in Southern rock and country music that are, that are kind of taken over. I hope you're right because, you know, we, uh, we launched this a year, year or so ago, and that's all we play is traditional country music. The reason I asked you that is because I could hear everybody (laughs) waiting in the, you know, sitting there by their radios going, are we going to keep listening to this guy or not? Okay. He's traditional country, but that's the, that's the point in, in asking that question that way is, you know, a lot of guys they'll play it, but they don't consider themselves uh, in that vein. And from what I've heard from you, you are squarely influenced by Merle Haggard, like you said, and George Jones and, and, you know, Hank Snow, all the guys who came before them that, that really laid this, uh, uh, this groundwork 
uh, for that sound and traveling with a steel guitar. My goodness. Where'd you find the steel player? Um, he is, he's amazing. I'm going to give a shout out to him. It's uh, Ross Harrell. He's a guy out of Marietta. He's a, he is a classically uh, jazz trained musician and he's, he's learning. He's really picked up the steel guitar really quickly. And, uh, actually one of the guys we were on the road with joked and said, man, guys are usually terrible at the steel guitar for two years before they sound good. But <laughs> he's been at it for about a year and he's been touring with us for the last four or five months and he's top notch. Um, really, really talented. And, uh, people are always surprised when we pull up to new venues and they see us pull out that steel guitar and start setting that up. That's people are like, who is this guy? You know, what are they doing? Let's talk about, you're a, you're a, a kid from a karaoke bar. Let's, let's talk about the music venue in the state and uh, and yeah. give them give them some plugs where can folks come and hear you and, and and give us your favorite if you don't mind. oh we have we have yeah absolutely we've got actually we have about 35 shows or so booked through the summer uh, across 10 states we're going to be playing from florida all the way up into ohio uh locally in this area we've got some big shows coming up uh we'll be in um We'll be in Cartersville on June 23rd uh, at 9 o'clock at the local bar. That's one of our favorite spots to play in our town because the crowd just comes out in full force there. Um, we're also going to be uh, at Tom's Place in Cartersville on uh, July 8th, and then we're playing Six's Tavern on July 13th. So we've got we've got quite a few local shows coming up uh, over the next couple months where people are going to have an opportunity to to see us play. And what about, uh, what about down south in South Georgia? Got anything down there? Are you playing around uh... – Statesboro or anywhere down there? Our our closest thing right now that we have booked, we have a show coming up in June in Covington. Um, right. We'll be out that way, but uh, we're we're trying to push as far south as we can. We do have a show in Rockmark coming up as well, um, but we we have quite a bit of stuff booked out of out of state too. We're going to be playing a show in Alabama. We got a couple shows in. Um, in Florida coming up in the end of July and we're actually going to West Virginia next weekend for two shows. So we're, we're bouncing all over the place right now. Where do you draw your, uh, your inspiration? You're, you're clearly writing stuff. You consider yourself a, a songwriter at, or a singer first and foremost. And then where do you, where do you draw from? What, what I was a, you? I was a songwriter first. I think, um, that, that kind of came to me before the singing did. And for me, inspiration can, can come from anywhere. Sometimes it just starts out as an idea. I'll, I'll, something will pop up in my head or I will see something while I'm driving down the road or whatever. It just, it's just, it's so random and sporadic. There's not ever one thing, but a lot of times I, I don't write songs intentionally. I don't, I don't go out of my way to make sure I don't set time aside to go and sit down and write a song. Something just comes to me and I get the hankering for it and I'll just start writing and things happen that way. The rest is history, right? And as far Absolutely. as those, uh, as far as those, those deep well resources that you've got locked away, uh, Share with us a little bit about the inspiration, if you will. You said it just kind of yeah, sporadic, but um. I love I love sad country songs, whether I'm sad or whether I'm happy, and I find it pretty easy to to draw off of things I've done and things I've seen. You know, I, I went to you know I went to combat several years ago, and I draw a lot from from those things. And then being in the fire service for as long as I was, you know, you see a lot of bad things and you see a lot of the harsher realities of life. So sometimes it's really easy to draw off of that and write. Uh, you know, really successful songs that I've I've written that people are asking for on the road. You know, those are those are drawn off of off of real emotion and real pain, or however you want to you know drum that up. We're seeing more and more veterans groups uh, getting into songwriting, and I think that's wonderful. I mean, I really do. And God bless you for your service. We sure appreciate it. 
I appreciate that. It's a, it's a great outlet. We, uh, you know, it's for me, it's a stress reliever playing music and, and writing songs and singing my songs and being out on the road. It's just, it's so fun, but it's also a way for me to, to get all that stuff off my chest. Mm. Yeah. What, what branch did you serve in CW? Uh, Army. Army. Army For several years. I was, uh, I was a chemical specialist and then an explosive specialist for a long time. You liked running around in plastic suits then. Yes, oh, something like that. <laughs> God bless you, man. Alive. I see those guys in the chem gear running around, and I'm thinking, you know, it's 100 and something degrees outside around Georgia, and they're running around in that stuff, and you just go, God almighty. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a game changer, that's for sure. It's something you got to acclimate to. Same thing with being in firefighting. Well, gear. I was going to say, it's yeah. It's something it's, you have to adjust to over yeah, time. Par for the course for you. Well, listen, uh, we got to come out and see you. 23rd of June. Uh, at the local bar, and again, July 8th, he's got a show right there at Tom's, right? That's what we said? Yes, sir. At yes, Tom's, sir. and then uh, Six's Tavern on the 13th of July. You can catch him out there in Ranch and Country, uh, even down in Rock Mart uh, this summer. Going to be a lot of fun. How can folks get a hold of you, CW? Um, yeah, absolutely. My website is uh, cw-smith.com. Uh, you can also find us through Soda Mountain Records. Um, that is the record label we're, we're signed with. You can also find us on Spotify and any, uh, Apple music, iTunes, anywhere you stream music. Uh, the first album is called burnt hickory. And then of course that single get her off of mine is also available now. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. If you just search C W Smith with periods after the C and W, you can find me. Now let's get, uh, let's get the word out here and you got to help CW out. What do you need what do you need? What do you need us to do for you? Save a song, buy a song. What What's best? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The uh, of course, streaming the music and buying the music outright helps a ton. And then social media, following me on social media, and this is how you get the attention of these bigger venues. We we just booked a very large venue in Chattanooga, and it was done through our social media presence. So following us on social media, sharing our videos, viewing our videos, and our content, it it helps a ton. All right, there you go, Army vet and uh, firefighter now turned country singer C.W. Smith. Thanks for being here. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Georgia Radio. Good company and great country. Yeah, enjoying the country music. Boy, man, I had a rough night's sleep. Boy, I got a letter from the IRS yesterday and I I just couldn't sleep. Man, I'm I'm dying here. Somebody help me. IRS problems affect more than just your finances. If you're ready to take back control of your life and you owe more than $10,000, you need to call the tax doctor. Their expert staff can immediately protect you from the IRS and state collectors and get you the best possible tax settlement guaranteed. The IRS has recently released new programs geared in helping struggling taxpayers, where you may qualify to settle your tax debt and wipe out up to 85% or more of what you currently owe. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, call the tax doctor right now. See if you qualify to pay less. Call 800-322-0776. That's 800-322-0776. Again, 800-322-0776. That's 800-322-0776. Matt Jolly, right here on Georgia Radio. Well, my thanks to C.W. Smith for coming on. Again, you can find him at cw-smith.com. And, of course, uh, catch him 23 June right there at the local bar up in Cartersville, Georgia. 
Brother Wade Peebles joins me right now. We were out and about. Uh, yes, Brother Wade left the house, and we went and heard. <laughs> we heard our buddy Clayton Hackle uh, Friday night, last Friday night, down there at Beverick's Char House Grill in Metter, Georgia. And he did a good job, didn't he? Did. Really did. And I enjoyed it. it yeah, the old hermit left the cave long enough to get, you know. <laughs> Go see Clayton. <laughs> music and, and food. He even played our favorite songs. Well, he played mine right after you had to duck out. Uh, but you stayed a long time. I was surprised at how late you stayed. Well, I mean, that, that shows you how much respect I have for uh, Clayton and you. Well, yeah. God bless you. And uh, it was just fun to hang out with you. We couldn't hear anything. We. It, Good time. Wade called me right after I got in the car, and he said, so I don't know if you could hear me in there telling this story, but here's how it ended. And I I heard you better than you thought I did, but I knew you couldn't hear a word I said. So, yeah. no, but that's all right. We heard Clayton. He sang your song, that, that, that you, your favorite of his, uh, Till the Cows Come Home, and, and he did that. that. Yeah, he did that one, and then he played my favorite one, which is uh, Georgia Calls Me Home. He played that one uh right toward the end of the show, and he, he even got out his, his new single, Lost in the Country, uh, during that. And that's another good one. They're all great. And, you know, he, really? he just did a, a, a fantastic job. I mean, he really did. That's a, it's hard to play in a restaurant where people are eating and, you know, not really paying attention. But, but he You did. and I talked about that, and we mentioned it to, to uh, Clayton, that, you know, is, is you, you are a, a consummate professional when you can sit up there by yourself and do a great show with that much noise and confusion, uh, right at your feet. But yeah, that, that's, uh, says a lot about his, uh, stagemanship. It sure does. And I don't know if you noticed, but that table that was behind us, uh, they had driven in from Statesboro just to see him, those four folks. And they weren't related to him because I asked him when I was walking out with him, I said, where'd y'all come in from? Oh, we came down to hear Clayton. We were from Statesboro and, I said, are you related to him? No, no. Well, we've just heard him down here a time or two, and we wanted, we wanted to hear him and remember him, you know, uh, remember him when. And I thought yeah, that's exactly why you and, and me showed up, and plus we just wanted to hear him. But uh, that was great, great fun. And, you know, he's, a, he's an admin on Georgia Folk and Farm Life. What, what's going on over there on Georgia Folk and Farm Life other than you stirring the bucket? Uh, <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah, give us, give us the update real quick if you don't mind. Well, let's see. I know, I know you've been, uh, you've been telling stories about the doctor. You've been, uh, you've been keeping people in line, but it's, it's, there's a lot going on on there all the time. And every time I poke around on there, I, I see something new. I, I went out and asked a question last week. I thought you were going to just chew my head off, but I asked where the best place to buy a car was in Georgia. And we got some answers like I expected, but then some people really put a whole lot of thought into this, and uh, they're helping me out with my uh, my guidebook that I'm trying to build for our best of recommendations on Georgia Radio, and I, I really appreciate the folks doing that. Yeah, that is awkward. That's a good undertaking. Yeah, but did you read the couple of those 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 comments? I did. Nowhere. They're all terrible. Buy in my front yard. I've got a 96 Ford <laughs> Ranger. saw all of those on there too but yeah i had a good time going through that list and we're putting it all together so that's going to be fun but uh, oh another thing you asked one thing that i enjoyed this week we all get these messages on messenger from uh they're like canned uh uh 
artists. Oh, and, yeah, the scam artists. You've been playing with the scammers here lately. How, how are you doing? Or how, how are you doing? They're going to get you about that good, non-existent grant that they could get. And, uh, you know, they've all got their little spiels and things. Yeah. And they'll send you enticing things. Want you to, oh, you should never click on it. And uh, this one, you know, uh, I got one, and it said, look who died in an accident. I think you know him. So sorry. Well, that's the scammer that they begged me to open. So I replied, yes, I know him, and glad he is dead. He should have been shot a long time ago. I love <laughs> I love finding that finding out that I outlived him. Yes, he was a real dirtbag. Actually, I can't stop laughing about him being dead. And uh, and, and what happened? That they went away, of course. Well, imagine that. And the late what's funny, the lady whose account they had had uh, hacked, uh, she could see the message too and thank me for it. She thought it was funny. <laughs> That's the best part of it. Well, that poor old lady. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, well, I've I've enjoyed uh, I've enjoyed reading everything you've written this week. Uh, the story about the doctor was just good fun. That was a fun story. The guy going to the doctor. Yeah, the guy that goes to the doctor with the yeah. I love that one. That was a true story. I won't t- say his name, but uh uh-huh. So the story goes, he th- he thought he had a hole in his ear. Yeah, he uh, <laughs> took off work when. <laughs> 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 They off work, the expense of going, and lost a day's pay plus what the doctor charged. And got there, he said, he, uh, the doctor asked him what he was there for. He said uh, he had a, a hole in his eardrum in the left, left ear. And the doctor uh, looked and checked, and he said, well, what makes you think that? And he said, well, you know, on a Sunday afternoon in the summertime when it's hot, I, I go over to my brother's house and put on a bathing suit get in his swimming pool, go down there to the deep end, go all the way to the bottom, and pinch my nose and hold my mouth shut and blow, bubbles come out of that ear. <laughs> and the doctor said, well, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> As the guy told me, he said, you know, I realized then just what an idiot I <laughs> I spent all that time and money, time off work, doctor's office visit, and yeah, for him was, to say. Yeah. It was like, well, I believe I will probably, you know, be able to refrain from doing that. Thank you, Doc. Yeah, I just, yeah. I just it, won't do it. Oh my goodness. Loved it. Well, that's that's just great. That was like <laughs> that one that Jeff Foxworthy used to say, you know, about uh, about uh, the mother-in-law that uh, had the stroke. You remember this one? I've seen it floating around on social media here before, but it was a bit bad or what was it? He said, Oh, he said, Oh, I'm so sorry. He said, uh, I've got some, I've got some, some good news though. Your mother-in-law didn't die, but the bad news is, you know, you're going to have to feed her because she can't feed herself from now on and she can't go to the bathroom by herself. So you're going to have to care for her and, you know, keep her clean. And she's probably going to live another 20 to 30 years. And, you know, she can't do all this. And the, the poor old guy's just sitting there, and he, he finally stops the doctor, and he says, well, what's the good news? And he goes, oh, I'm just kidding. She died. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm just kidding. She died. But it's all about perspective, you know. Don't do that. you read the post I had this week or yesterday, Granny Get Your Gun, about the guy being shot in the head? Well, tell everybody, yeah, because that's a fun one, too. Well, it was a guy I worked with years ago. He's not very bright. Um, I brought one of those handheld metal detectors to work so the logger could uh, use it to check for metal and logs. And the guy and this guy said, 
But that thing works. Yeah, he's tried right here and pointed behind his ear. And it, I tried it beat. I said, uh, "What you got a plate in your head?" He said, "No, a bullet." I said, "Well," <laughs> he said, uh, "A bullet." I said, "Well, how did you not know you had you know have a bullet in your head and didn't know it?" He said, "Well, <laughs> several years ago, he was out drinking with a guy that lived near him in the projects, and at, late at night they were walking back home. They lived near each other, in the and they got into they were drunk and got in a fight." And he got the best of the old man out in his front yard. He just beat him down. The old man had no fight left in him. And the next thing the guy knew, uh, he woke up. The sun was shining. It was morning. He'd been laying there in that front yard for hours. So he goes home, and he had a splitting headache. And <laughs> he remembered, the last thing he remembered was that this old guy's mama, she was very old too, had let the window up and told him to quit, you know, beating on her son. So, and shot him. Well, he didn't know that. About <laughs> 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 ten years later, until <laughs> until you got there with the the metal detector. <laughs> so wait, I said, well, wait. <laughs> I asked him. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wait, it came about that he had a book in his head and didn't know it until just then. So he he proceeded to tell me that story. He said, "I know that old woman shot me. She oh shot me." He said, "I said, well, are you still mad? You know, with the guy?" He said, "No, uh, we still friends and all." So, um, <laughs> <laughs> we, we patched things she, up, but I'm glad. Yeah, Thanks she, for bringing that metal detector in. The old lady had raised the window, told his neighbor's boy along, and then shot him. He had, <laughs> he had no clue. Oh, my gosh. Wade Peebles. All right. If you want to hear more from Brother Wade Peebles, just go to Facebook.com. Georgia Folk and Farm Life. 86,000 yep. people on there uh, who love reading what Brother Wade writes. And, of course, we just have a great time on there. When he feels better... We're going to do the show again on Tuesday night. Yeah, Tuesday nights we'll have the show, but until then, you just got to make do. We need to post some stuff on the new Georgia Radio blog yeah. uh, from you. We'll start doing that. We'll pepper it in there and fill it in. But, uh, Good deal. All right, Brother Wade. Thanks, get, back, get back to it. I know you're driving. We'll talk real <laughs> soon. <laughs> Thanks again. All right, everybody. That's it for Neighbor to Neighbor. We'll uh, be in touch with you. now. Now, look here. If you have not already downloaded the My Georgia Radio app, go do that right now because that's the best way to listen to the radio station. we got all kind of fun stuff on there. And, of course, uh, my thanks again to C.W. Smith for coming on the show this morning and sharing with us about his music. You can go find him again at cw-smith.com. We'll quick link it in the show story. Uh, and all of his music's available right there wherever you download your music. We'll talk to you next week on Neighbor to Neighbor. So long for now. Georgia Radio. Good company and great country. Get out and join the country music.